Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this very first day of a brand new season. Today being Wednesday, the 1st of September, 2021. And uh, where I am in the Macedon Ranges here in Victoria, it is, uh, it's actually going to be about 23 degrees today, which is unheard of given that yesterday was the end of winter, today being the first day of spring, and all of a sudden the temperature is warm. I was out walking this morning and it was very, very warm. Quite mild actually, no need to wear the gloves. And you're probably sitting there, oh, who wears gloves? Hey, where you where you walk around the Macedon Ranges in the middle of winter, it is freezing cold. So I've got to make sure the uh, the old pinkies are protected. So I didn't need them today. It was, a, uh, it was a beautiful morning to go for a walk. And it was a great morning to, again, listen to some great podcasts and also think about key messages for today. And one of the one of the things that came out of the uh, the walk this morning was some thoughts on this is a perfect time to reinforce a key, some key messages for all salespeople, but also for all sales leaders out there. And there's no better time than the first day of a brand new season or a brand new quarter or a brand new month, or in fact, a brand new day to reinforce some key messages that hopefully will be the difference that can make the difference for you and for your sales team in driving those sustainable and replicable results. So I was having a conversation with a few colleagues yesterday and uh, these guys uh, have got huge amounts of experience, uh, many, many years of experience in top end, B2B, business to business selling. And uh, we're having a great conversation around sales, but specifically what we're seeing today in the marketplace across multiple different industries, across multiple different states here in Australia, but also in multiple different countries around the world, and there seems to be a constant theme. And that is, despite sales being a phenomenal career, despite sales being a very, uh, in, in a lot of cases, a reputable career, and it's a fantastic career for those that are good at it, there are still so many salespeople and sales leaders causing themselves and their companies a huge amount of grief. Now, we talked about this in a bit of detail because we wanted to find out, well, why is this? What's, what's their experiences? What are they seeing in the marketplace? And what's been their experience over many, many years. And one of the key themes that came out of it, and this is a key message out of today's podcast, and I guess the I guess the overriding theme, is that is the why the why they're doing this is they continue to make it all about themselves and they all all about their product. Now, they and all you have to do is spend a bit of time with a salesperson or a sales leader or sit in a sales meeting, uh, watch a pitch to a particular customer, and you can see it play out. And it's it's like reading a book. It's like, we have the best product, we have the best service, we are best of breed, we're the fastest, we're the biggest. And they hear all this stuff, they make it all about themselves and all about their customers, and you're sitting there thinking, who cares? Because guess what? Your customer certainly doesn't care. They couldn't care less, because if they did, the thing is, you wouldn't need salespeople, and you wouldn't need sales leaders, because all you'd have to have is a marketing department, a product development department, maybe some engineering and some production lines to produce that product, produce that service, stick it up on a website, have people self-serve, and they'll get their product. The fact is, and this is what's really difficult for a lot of salespeople, and, and I guess a lot of sales leaders and a lot of executives, by the way, find this really hard to uh, hard to fathom and hard to contemplate. And I get a lot of pushback a lot from this sort of comment, and the guys I was talking to yesterday found the same thing. That is, the customers don't want your product. They're not interested in your product, right? They are interested in a solution. Now, I've worked with hundreds, if not thousands, of salespeople over the last... 20 odd years, and so a lot of my colleagues, and the vast majority suffer from the same condition. 
And I call this the all about me syndrome. Now, you just have to look at executive summaries. Now, I was guilty of this back in the day until I actually realized that it's actually not about me and it's certainly not about the company. It's about the customer. So a couple of examples just to bring this to the, to bear. Uh, if you look at executive summaries, most proposals, certainly tender responses, will have a, a big response. That could be a very detailed response, but there's always going to be an executive summary or a covering sort of letter to summarize, I guess, the offer you're making to the customer and hopefully give them the information that's enough for them to say, you know what, it's at least worth considering having these these people, this organization on a shortlist, or if it's a really standout proposal, let's just go straight to contract negotiations and sign up on the dotted line with these particular this particular company. So executive summaries is a prime example, and also demonstrations is another example that I just want to touch on very briefly. Because if I've had the privilege of, 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 I guess, writing executive summaries, but now in the, in the work that I do with sales teams and certainly sales leaders, reviewing executive summaries and looking at what is the key messages, but looking at it from a complete third-party perspective. And what's really interesting is I don't think I've seen an executive summary in the last five years that hasn't mentioned the company's name who is going to be providing this service to a prospective customer. It, it, I don't think I've seen a company mention their name uh, less than like a multiple of five compared to their customer's name in the executive summary. Now, what does that tell you? It's all geared around, look at me, this is all about me, this is how good we are, and this is why you should actually pick us as your preferred supplier. In other words, it's all geared around trying to convince. Now, the moment you actually sit down with a sales leader, and this this sounds really logical, right? But it's amazing how this plays out every single day, and seemingly well-credentialed, well-qualified, um, well-meaning sales leaders and sales executives still suffer from this affliction to the point where they are still mentioning their own names more than five times more than they mention their customer's name in any proposal. And it's just got to stop because is it any wonder that we're not getting the results that we want? Why? Because you're making it all about yourself. And quite frankly, your customer doesn't care. What do they care about? They care about themselves, either collectively as an organization or certainly individually as a, as a person within that organization. The other thing is around demonstrations. And I was, one of the guys I was talking to yesterday mentioned that he was working with a company uh, over the last 12 months and looked at their statistics in relation to conversions from, and these guys are selling software, uh, conversions from demonstrations to uh, to close deals right, in terms of signed contracts. And so obviously there's a sales process they go through, but but one of the key metrics for this organization was the number of demonstrations that their sales executives would do to lead to, obviously, a, a convert, converted sales. And interestingly, this particular organization and a, a certain part of this organization did 81 demonstrations of their product in 2020, and they got a 0% conversion rate. Now, when we delved into that, it was actually quite obvious in terms of how they were positioning that and what they were doing. The actual software itself was phenomenal. It was super sexy, super easy to use, but one thing they hadn't done is they hadn't made it about the customer. They'd made it all about themselves and how good their own product was to the point where nobody wanted to buy it. And interestingly, they couldn't understand why. They thought, we've got the best product. This is cutting edge technology. It's really easy to use. It's economical in terms of the the, um, the cost-benefit analysis and all the return on investment analysis that we do is it actually points to being a really, really good solution. And yet, they didn't make a sale. Why? Because they didn't realize that the customer wasn't looking for a product. The customer wasn't looking for a service. What the customer was looking for was a solution 
to a problem. This is what separates great sales leaders and great salespeople from everybody else because the great salespeople and the great sales leaders understand a few simple principles. Principle number one is that people will only buy from those who they know, who they like, and who they trust. So as a sales leader, looking at your sales team, what is your sales team doing right now? And what are you doing to build credibility in your marketplace? Are you building relationships? Are you genuinely interested in the customer base that you're going after? And are you working your butt off to develop relationships to the point where they can get to know you, get to know the real you, not the not the fake you, not the corporate you, but the real you? Can they get to a point where they like you in terms of, it doesn't have to be being friends, but is there a level of likability there? And can they trust you? Are you continuing to add value? The other principle is sales is all about problem solving. And I've, I've re- recorded bucket loads of podcasts about this, and I talk about this every single day. It is actually about solving problems. It is not about pushing a product. Your customer does not want your product. And that's probably going to be the title of, of this episode. The customer doesn't want your product. So the, as soon as you recognize that, and as soon as you understand that, you know what? I'm here simply to understand if there is a problem. If there is a problem, and if I can articulate this problem in a way that resonates with my customer, and my customer says inside them, inside their own head, or they might even say to me out, out loud, wow, you've I've been able to articulate this problem that I knew I had, but I couldn't quite put the words to it, but you've articulated this better than I could ever articulate it. Or in fact, through having a conversation with you, you've actually been able to uncover a problem that the customer didn't even realize they had, but through the conversation with you, you've made them realize based on the line of questioning, then all of a sudden they're going to think, what? Wow, this person must have a solution. So what is the natural consequence? They're going to want to know what is the solution to the problem. And this is where the rubber hits the road because when you then present the solution is not about the product and service features and benefits. It is not about that. It is simply based on how can I fit this solution to the problem and how can I build the pain with this particular customer that if they don't solve this problem, the pain is only going to get bigger. That is what's going to actually incite the customer to lean forward and want to purchase your product and your service. And the third key principle is that great salespeople will show an interest. And this this sounds really, really simple. And I talk about this all, all the time. And what's really interesting is the number of people I share this with, some of them look at me as if, yeah, that kind of makes common sense. Yeah, I understand that. Others look at me as if to say, wow, this is the, it's almost like you found the cure for COVID because I've never thought about that before. Because all I've been taught through my entire sales career is, Go and push the product. Go and find somebody who might be might be a, a likely a likely candidate for our product and service, and then close, 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 close as often as you can. Just sell, overcome objections, all that sort of stuff. And all of a sudden, when I say something completely different, say, guys, all you've got to do is do this. If you focus on being interested in your customer, and that is interested in them in them as a person, also interested in the role they play, interested them in them as, I guess, a provider of service to their customers, and interested in understanding what their challenges are. Then all of a sudden through that process and that line of questioning, you become quite interesting to them and they can't help but start to lean forward. And guess what? That links back to the first principle is they're going to want to do business with people who they know, who they like, and guess what? Who they trust. You become interested and genuinely interested in somebody else. Through that process, you will become, in more cases than not, very interesting to that person. And what is going to be the natural consequence? Well, the end result is going to be a sale is it going to be is just going to be an inevitable thing, right? Now, whether you close on the first the first conversation or the second conversation or the 400th conversation, if you follow those principles, a natural result will be a sale. Why? 
because you're providing a solution to the problem that the customer didn't know they had or they knew they had, but you're the only person who has articulated that problem in a way that nobody else can. All of a sudden, they're leaning forward and saying, I must do business with you because through that process, it's just a natural consequence. It's an authentic conversation and it is no way in any way pushy. Now, does that mean you still might have to ask for the sale? Absolutely, because a lot of customers are not going to be interested and to the, ask them, that's just the, the way they do business. They're not going to necessarily lean forward and say, oh, you know, give, give me that product, give me that solution, that's the solution to my problem, that's what I've been searching for all, for all these years. Many of them may still need to be asked for their level of interest. And why is that? Well, it's because a lot of people like to be led. They like to not necessarily um, be as proactive as, as you would expect them to be or you would like them to be. They want you to actually show them the way. They want you to lead them. And if you can do this in an authentic way, they will follow you to the ends of the earth as long as you're doing the right thing by them and you're remaining interested in them. So understand this. Your customers do not want your product. They do not want your service. They simply want a solution to a problem. And if you can articulate that problem better than they can, you're in a really, really good position to be able to close many, many more sales than you ever thought possible. So make it all about them. No, don't make it about you. The moment you feel yourself and the moment you see yourself writing stuff that says how good our company is and this is our features and benefits statement and blah, blah, blah and all that sort of stuff, we quite frankly, throw it away. Read it and reread it and rephrase it to the point where you're now having your customer mentioned, particularly in the executive summaries, guys. Make sure your executive summaries almost doesn't mention your own name or your own company's name and make sure it mentions your customer's name as many times as possible because put yourself in the shoes of your customer. What are they looking for? Well, they're looking for, this is all about me. It's not about you. They couldn't care less about you and your company, even though you might be a nice person and even though you may have the best product on the marketplace, your customer doesn't care. They simply care about themselves, so make it all about them. Solve a problem and just watch what happens. Your sales number will go through the roof and you and your team will become unstoppable. So that's the key message for today. Understand that your customer doesn't want your product. What they do want is a solution to their problem. And if you can be that solution provider, then magic is going to happen and you will become an exceptional sales leader in the process. So as a reminder, if you'd like to work together one-on-one and we can delve really, really deeply into this and all the psychology that goes with that, love to work with you one-on-one and help you become that exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days or so, uh, simply jump on my calendar and let's start working together. Go to, uh, I was going to say, go to Zoom. You can't go to Zoom because we'll set up a Zoom. What you will do is you'll go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, and we'll sit down over Zoom, have that conversation, and we can start working together as early as this week. Uh, I've got a couple of openings at uh, the back end of this week, so I'm more than happy to sit down and have a conversation with you and start to get to work on helping you become that exceptional sales leader and therefore helping your team drive those huge, exceptional results that become sustainable but also replicable over time. So look forward to that conversation, and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.